Girlfriends, episode number 359, Last Minute Ideas for Lent. Hello and welcome to Girlfriends. I'm Danielle Bean. I'm a wife and a mom and I'm on a mission to help you know your worth as a woman so you can find peace, balance and joy in family living. This week we are talking about Lent because ready or not, here it is. Here it comes tomorrow by the time this episode publishes. It's going to be the day before Ash Wednesday and we are diving in. Can't wait to get started. Let's go. Hey, girlfriend. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for showing up for another episode of the Girlfriends Podcast. Thrilled that you are joining me here. So let's talk about Lent. Can you believe it is here? And you know what? I think we sometimes give ourselves all kinds of anxiety. Last year, I had Father Mark Mary Ames on to talk about Lent at the start of Lent. And I just loved his approach where he seemed to have just the perfect balance. And I'm going to link to this one in the show notes, because if you haven't heard this conversation, you really should go back and listen to it. He just had the perfect balance between not giving yourself a pass and you know, being tough on yourself a little bit at the start of Lent and making your plans for Lent, but not killing yourself, right? <laughs> not not taking on so many things and setting impossible goals for yourself and getting your ego involved in the kind of Lent that you think you're going to perform to impress God with or something. So I really loved what he shared. So I'm going to share that um, in the show notes. I'll have the link in the show notes to make sure you always get the show notes. Make sure you're subscribed easy to do. Just text the word girlfriends to 33777. That's simple. And you can get subscribed to the show notes. You will never miss an episode of the Girlfriends podcast. And you will always have those great links that I mentioned different podcast episodes here, mentioned books, websites, different kinds of resources you know you're going to want. Oh, plus bonus for people, only the people who subscribe to the show notes can get this. Every week I share a song of the week. And, you know, it's just kind of fun to share something new or even some classic song that I'm listening to and enjoying. And I like all kinds of music. So I've been sharing all different kinds of songs there. But if you want to get the song of the week, you have to subscribe to the show notes. So text the word girlfriends to 33777. Okay, so here we go with Lent. You know, first of all, before we dive in, I'm just going to share some basic ideas. And I like to break it up. I've shared this before in, in past years that it kind of breaking up your your idea, your plan for Lent into the three different tenets of Lent, right? Prayer, fasting, and almsgiving is kind of a helpful way of making sure you're kind of making a good plan for your Lent. Now, maybe you're a super planner and you've already got your Lent all planned out. Well, good for you. But this shows for the rest of us who are kind of on the last minute here, you know, totally fine, totally fine. You still have time. It's never too late, right? God is outside of time. So, you know, if you've just been focused on Mardi Gras... <laughs> And uh, haven't quite gotten to Lent yet. This this show is going to be helpful for you. Just just going to share some ideas about what I'm thinking of doing this year, what I'm planning to do. I'm recording this a, a few weeks before Lent, so I'm not so last minute. And you know, it actually helps to do these podcasts ahead of time because it gets me thinking ahead of time. Otherwise, I'd probably be you know <laughs> looking up a, a show about last minute ideas for Lent at the last minute. So anyway, I'm just going to share some thoughts that I have going into my Lent. Not that your Lent needs to match mine, but just to give you some idea of the kinds of things I'm thinking about this year. And maybe some of them will help you think of something going on in your life that maybe you can focus on during this Lenten season. But first, I do want to give that kind of caveat, the idea that Lent is not something you are going to impress God with. You're not going to get a gold star. You're not going to get a grade at the end of the day. You're not going to win the science fair. You know, this isn't about a performance. 
And sometimes we can get that mentality. And sometimes we moms especially can get that mentality about liturgical seasons like, I'm going to create the perfect Advent for my family, or I'm going to create the perfect Lent for my family. And I mean, it's wonderful to encourage your family to observe the liturgical seasons, to help your kids to have an understanding of what Lent is all about, to have conversations with them about that, make sure they're thinking about it, and even taking on some things as a family. In the past, some things that have helped me was um, kind of breaking up not only into those categories of prayer, fasting, and almsgiving, but then also thinking, what am I going to do personally? What are Dan and I going to do together as a couple? And then what will we commit to as a family? So kind of thinking about ways you can do that. It, I mean, it's all great. And it's great to have a plan in mind. And, you know, just keep in mind, though, that Lent is more about what you're going to allow God to do in you, the work you're going to allow God to do in your heart. It's not about giving up chocolate or giving up candy or or not watching television or you know which is all great you know if you you feel called to do one of those things cut something out of your life like that and offer it up that is very much a part of the the spirit of lent yes definitely but it's less about the stuff or the details of what you're doing or quote unquote accomplishing in your lent and it's more about opening yourself up to the work god wants to do in your heart in your soul during these six weeks that lie ahead between now and Easter. So how are you going to do that? What things, what specifics will help you? What new habits might you take on or what old habits might you give up that will help make more space for God to work in your life? I think it's really helpful to look at it in that way um, because otherwise there's that temptation to kind of feel like we're accomplishing something or we're checking off boxes and that this is all about us and what we're achieving when nothing could be further from the truth. So I'm going to share a few ideas here about fasting, prayer, and almsgiving. So just to get us started here, what are some things that for me this year when it comes to fasting, I am very much, and I've kind of been forced into this, I'm going to be focused on giving up kind of a sense of independence. And now, so let me explain. Back in January, I went on a ski trip with my husband, Dan, and it was this beautiful gift that he gave me for Christmas, which was this getaway to a beautiful resort, a Stratton Mountain in Vermont. Everything about it was just picturesque and beautiful and it was so fun. It was so fun to go away for the weekend. But the one day we were planning to ski was on Saturday. And I shared in the girlfriend's community beforehand that I was a little apprehensive about this because I hadn't done downhill skiing since high school and then only a couple of times. So like, I'm not experienced at this at all. Dan's a much more experienced skier, but he kind of figured he could teach me on the slope. Well, we had we had some teaching going on on the slope, but a lot of falling went on on the slope. And then I had one really hard fall and hurt my knee. Uh, great big dramatic scene <laughs> where we had to call ski patrol. I had to be brought down the mountain because I couldn't stand on my leg. And it was just a very humbling, dramatic experience. And let me tell you that, you know, when I wrote my book, Whisper, Finding God in the Everyday, I was, I was talking about, and I've been very focused on, especially at this stage in my life, like looking for God in everyday moments and where is God present? And in that moment, you know, standing on the mountain, I mean, how could you, how could you feel more helpless, right? And less independent than being stuck on a snowy mountain 
and not able to stand on your leg. Like, how was I going to get down this mountain? And so ski patrol brought me down. Oh, my gosh. I This was an experience of a lifetime where I got strapped into a sled. And um, this awesome guy named Mike on a snowboard brought me down, like, straight down the mountain. It was insane. Anyway, <laughs> but I was lying there on this sled, like, strapped into the sled, going down. It felt like 100 miles an hour. I do not know how fast we were going, but he went straight down the mountain. Uh, what what a, a skilled snowboarder he must be. But going down the mountain on the on this sled, like imagine this, like strapped into the sled, going down the mountain and just feeling like, I remember in, in the moment I was like, Jesus, I know you're here. And just, you know, just praying to get down safely, praying for my knee to not be too badly injured, praying for poor Dan, who then had to ski down the mountain by himself, very much worried about me. Um, but in you know, in that moment, I was just very aware of of God's presence everywhere, in all things, in all the good things and all the bad things, and in all these crazy situations we might find ourselves in. But I also was very aware, and I have since become <laughs> uh, every day aware of my own helplessness. What a gift! Okay, what a gift to find out just how helpless we are. And that's been the gift of this knee injury for me. So long story short, I have a completely torn ACL and a partially torn meniscus and I need surgery. As of this day where I'm doing this recording, I haven't scheduled the surgery yet. I'm waiting to hear from the doctor to do that. So sometime in the coming weeks, I'm going to be doing that and then recovering from that. And But even just in these two weeks since the, the fall happened, I've just been, you know, I've been on crutches, of course, and I have an immobilizer on my leg and... Just being so darn helpless. <laughs> like it is, oh, I, I shared with people in the girlfriends community that at the start of this year, you know, people choose a word for the year. And and I had done kind of the word generator thing and I was looking for my word and nothing really. And I, you know, I think in, I went through like, I, I don't know if this is allowed, but in the random word generator for your word of the year, I like refreshed it several times and I never got a word that really clicked. I was like, no, 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 I don't feel that, you know? Um, and then what came to me with this injury was the word slow and I'm sticking with it. That is my word of 2023 because it's been a humbling process. It's been a very slow way of life that I've had to accustom myself to every single thing I do. I don't know if you've ever been on crutches, but every single thing I do takes like three times as long. And I'm just like, you know, hobbling around the house, trying like I, you know, it used to be, I would run up and down the stairs like 30 times in the day. Like, you know, and just always on the go. This is my personality. This is how I like to function, doing, 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 you know, probably to a fault. And this has made me stop. This has slowed me down. Thanks be to God. It hasn't really affected my work because most of my work I can do like right here. I'm recording a podcast, right? And I can just sit on the computer and, you know, my full-time work with the Knights of Columbus where I'm editorial director, I can do all of that on the computer. It hasn't affected that at all. But helpless in so many ways. I have to find out new ways of like figuring out how to like do laundry, how to like even, you know, take a shower, how to drive, how to bring in groceries, how to go grocery shopping. Like, and I've had to ask for help so much. And Dan and my two boys, my two teenage boys who are at home here have been so helpful in so many ways. Like I can't go out to my my sweet little chickens because it's so snowy and icy. There's no way I can go on that path out there in the crutches. And so they've been helping to care for the chickens and, you know, picking up extra things around here, doing extra things for me. And 
I'm so grateful for it. But this is not something I would have chosen. But I'm very aware of what a gift it is to find out just how helpless we are, right? Every one of us is helpless. And those times when we're not wounded or we're not forced to slow down in some of these ways that happen unexpectedly, it can be easy to begin to think we've got it all together and uh, we're accomplishing great things and, you know, take all the credit for that in our lives. And yet this forced slowing down has taught me how helpless I really am and helped to remind me of that. And I'm very aware of what a gift it is to know it. And I'm trying to remain aware of that and um, what a gift it is to realize that we're not independent, just how dependent every one of us is on God for everything we do. Every breath we take, every day we live, we're dependent upon God for everything. And um, it's also made me more aware of the gifts of people in my life who care for me, who help me. It's made me aware of my reluctance to ask for help, you know, I found myself being stubborn and, you know, taking 40 minutes to unload the dishwasher in the morning rather than ask, you know, one of the kids to do it. And and, and to some extent, that's good, right? I can do that. And I can offer up the fact that it's taking me so long and it's so annoying. But I'm very reluctant to ask for help. And I've got, you know, wonderful family members and kids and Dan and good girlfriends in the area who are all willing to pitch in and help out. And um, I, I have been a little bit here and there more and more allowing people to help me and recognizing how hard it is. And that might be you this Lent, whether you have a torn ACL or not. <laughs> And it's so funny to me, by the way, side note, that I have this uh, this injury that so many athletes have, right? Like, what? You know, like, oh, yeah, me and Tom Brady, right? We, we have so much in common. Like, I know all about torn ACLs because uh, Dan is such a football fan and we've followed players through the years who've had to have this surgery. So I feel very familiar with it. And um, I think it's actually very funny that I have what what seems to be an athlete's injury. <laughs> so anyway, but maybe whether you have a torn ACL or not, this is something you can think about this Lenten season. What are some ways that maybe God is inviting you to slow down? What are some ways that God is inviting you to see the ways that you're dependent on him or to give up some of your independence or your self-reliance that maybe you cling to in place of turning to God. Or maybe there are some ways that that God is nudging you to ask for the help that you need, and you're reluctant to do it because it wounds your ego. So maybe there's something along those lines this Lenten season that, that you could focus on. And then, you know, focus on what a gift it is to learn more about just how helpless, how weak, and how dependent all of us really are. Um, another thing related <laughs> that I'm I'm looking to give up this Lent is I'm going to be more focused on negative talk. So negative talk in my own mind, which, you know, we all kind of battle this, right? You, you can get into a very bad habit of thinking negative thoughts. And we're in control of our thoughts. And then how much I can, I let that escape my lips, right? How much I will complain. In the girlfriend's community during November, we we all did what um, we called it No No November. And it was kind of fun to spend a month focused on giving up something. Well, some of us took on something. We were just trying to like either take on a new good habit or give up a bad habit. And a couple of the people in the community focused on giving up complaining, 
just being aware of how much you complain. And I wouldn't say I am like a nonstop complainer, but if I pay attention, I can realize that maybe I'm not a complainer, like going around my life, just, you know, complaining to everybody, but I do complain to Dan. That's my my closest, safest relationship, right? With my husband, Dan. And I will find myself getting in the habit of just telling him the negative stuff. And and yes, that there, you know, that can be right and proper that your spouse is the person that you confide in, that you can kind of let your hair down with, that can be a source of support to you. But also, I've been aware that sometimes it's a burden. <laughs> sometimes I can burden Dan with these these little things that I don't need to be telling him about, right? So I'm I'm gonna be focused this Lenten season on paying attention to negativity in my thought patterns, but also especially in negativity in the way that I communicate with Dan and and being a little bit more discerning about what what I'll let him know, you know, <laughs> with regard to what I'm I'm suffering with or what is annoying me or, you know, things that are troubling me. And I'm not saying I'm going to hide things from him, but just maybe being a little bit more aware of the fact that some of these things I don't need to tell him about. I don't need to burden him with or at least not as much. <laughs> so paying attention to that. Um, the other thing that I am going to be focused on this Lenten season, and this is what I do every Lent, is phone time. Ugh. The phone is the thing that like if you, you know, I can like cut out like social media time, just mindless scrolling through my phone for a time. But then the minute I start letting it creep back in, it it grows and it grows and it grows. And next thing I know, I am in this bad habit of having my phone continually with me, mindlessly scrolling through it, picking it up while I'm even talking to somebody. It's rude and it doesn't make any sense. Like, what am I even doing on there? But it's one of those habits that just creeps back in. And I bet it's the same for you. This is a very common thing. And phones are designed to be addictive in that way. So being aware of that as of right now, I'm not sure exactly how I'm going to do it. Some years I've just taken the apps off of my phone. And that's probably makes the most sense. Like in the past, I would I would keep like Instagram on my phone or whatever and be like, oh, well, I need it for work. And yeah, I need Instagram for my current work, but I have a separate phone for that. So no excuses this year. But, you know, taking like social media apps off my phone, for example, can be a really helpful way. And and maybe this is like the first time you're even considering doing this, but you can so do that. Like you don't lose your account or anything if you just take the app off your phone. And some years I've done it and then I put it back on on Sundays and get caught up. Uh, you can decide whether or not you want to do the Sundays thing. But I'm, I'm feeling like I need a cold turkey break. So I, I'm going to probably just cut those out <laughs> this year. Um, but yeah, so maybe something like that related to screen time is something you need to give up, whether it's watching a lot of television or it's mindlessly scrolling through your phone. We all could afford to spend less time wasting time in those ways. So maybe something along those lines. So those are fasting. That's under the fasting category, things you might fast from. And notice I didn't mention food. That's kind of a no-brainer. There's probably something that I'm going to I'm going to give up in some way. Usually as a family, we just kind of have an understanding like we're not doing sweets during Lent. So like I won't be making desserts. I won't be buying cookies, that kind of thing. We won't have candy in the house. And so that is kind of like a no brainer. That's kind of like base level Lent around here. So probably that. And I don't know if there's going to be something else along those lines, but we shall see. But there might be something along those lines that you might need to fast from as well. 
Okay, the next tenet of Lent is prayer. So looking for ways. This is one of those things where you're not giving up something for Lent. You're looking to add something in. And if you give up like mindless scrolling, if you give up complaining, if you you know give up some of these other things, you're going to make more room and more mental space in your life for prayer. So look for a way that you you could add more prayer to your daily routine. And I think being really intentional about this is, is a really good thing, a really good, if nothing else, this Lenten season, decide how and where and when you are going to pray and in what ways, you know, for Lent. And you won't be perfect about it probably, but that's no excuse for not making the plan in the first place. For me, I'm going to be adding a midday prayer time to my daily routines. There's no reason I can't do it because uh, I mostly am working from home and I don't have little babies who are constantly interrupting me anymore. So my boys won't even notice (laughs) if I just keep my door closed for like a half hour at noontime and use that time for prayer. And I've been finding that I need to do this more and more because my early morning prayer times, which has kind of been my staple for the last several years, and I've been really good about keeping to that that habit of first thing in the morning prayer. I'm still going to keep that, but I find it gets disrupted more and more. Dan now works a job where he's leaving in the mornings. And so I'm like focused on helping him in the morning, getting his lunch together and that kind of thing and seeing him out the door. And then one of my sons is taking a class, which is earlier in the morning. So he's up and not like he needs me in little kid ways, but I just find that that time just gets more and more disrupted. So I'm, I'm going to keep it, but I'm going to be okay with disruptions and um, commit to a midday prayer time. So stay tuned to hear how successful I am with that. Also along those lines of, of praying in different times in my day, I shared in the 23 Things for 2023 episode at the start of the year that I wanted to renew my commitment to praying the rosary more often. And one of the ways that I am working on doing that is by praying it in pieces through my day. Rather than saying, okay, I need to have like, you know, 20 minutes where I can be quiet and, you know, pray a full rosary. I am looking at times where I could just pray a decade and kind of keep track through my day that way. There are beautiful rosary bracelets from Choose Life. We had the the founder of Choose Life here on the podcast once upon a time, and she was sharing about these beautiful uh, rosary bracelets. And I have a few of them, and I bought them for my girls. And you can just keep track right on the bracelet. There's a little cross that kind of moves. And she was inspired to create these because she was a busy mom herself. And she found it hard to pray a whole rosary at once, but found that she would find little bits in her day where she could pray a decade or two and keeping track in that way was really helpful. I never got good at using the bracelets though. I don't, I guess, I don't know. Besides my watch, I don't really like to have things on my wrist. So I would find that I wasn't wearing it so much, but here's a little, a little benefit of having crutches is I have this little bag that I purchased. I found it on Amazon. It's a little bag that's created to kind of, it Velcros right onto your crutch. And because I found that I needed this, like I was having trouble carrying things around while I'm on crutches. And I just wanted a little bag so I could like put my phone in there, put my car keys in there, like all different items. And now I just keep a rosary in there. And of course, post crutches, which I hope someday I'll be there. Um, I'll I'll keep it in my pocket or whatever. Um, but that way it's right there. And when I have a moment, like if I'm sitting at the computer and I'm like waiting for a meeting to start, or if I find a moment, you know, in between things that I'm doing at the house, 
um, I can just pray a decade or two and just a beautiful way to add more prayer to my day. And I'm going to make it a goal to do that every day during Lent, hopefully get through a whole rosary every day through Lent in that allowing myself to do it piece by piece. So there might be some form of prayer that you're, you feel is kind of daunting, whether it's the rosary or something else, that maybe you could break it up like that. Maybe during Lent, you could experiment with seeing how you do. Like, and, and part of what I love about the fact that you know Lent is 40 days, it just feels very doable to try something like that and set the goal of, I'm going to do this for Lent, right? And it doesn't feel like, oh, I have to do this for the rest of my life and I feel overwhelmed by it, right? Like, let's see how this goes. Let's see how this goes. So what little bit of prayer might you add to your days? Or maybe there's a different time in the day that you might consider praying. Or maybe there's a way that you want to add more of the rosary, like I'm doing, to your daily prayer life during Lent. Um, There are all kinds of apps out there that can help you to pray the rosary. I I sometimes will use those apps, but in doing it kind of piecemeal this way, I'm on my own and I kind of like that too. I, I like that it's very doable. And I don't have to feel like I need a device in order to do it. Um, so let me know if you have an idea along those lines, what you're going to be doing this Lent. Another prayer idea, and um, this is something that I'm going to be doing this Lent, is keeping a prayer journal, even if I only write like two lines in it a day. I just want to keep a journal and experiment with doing that. I know there are people who keep a prayer journal and they write in it every day and they are super faithful about it and they can't imagine their prayer lives without this journal. And I've never been one of those people. And I don't know that I necessarily aspire to be one of those people if it doesn't feel natural to me. And it's so funny because I'm a writer and yet that doesn't, that isn't a way that I, I tend to want to write. Um, but I want to experiment with it during this season of Lent because one of the fruits that people have told me about it, and I can see that this would be true, is that it really helps you to see your progress and it helps to kind of keep you faithful to your progress in your spiritual life is by paying attention to it like that, by writing down um, what you're, you know, what you're praying over each day, what what thoughts come to mind, or what scripture passages you read, and so I'm going to commit to doing that. And like I said, I'm not overwhelming myself with this. I've got a little notebook. I'm going to write down maybe a couple of lines a day and um, see if you know, see where that takes me. So again, very doable goal, right? It's not going to be overwhelming, and maybe there's something along those lines too that you might like to do in your prayer life during the season of Lent. All right, the last tenant of Lent is almsgiving. So of course, looking for ways that you might volunteer your time or give more money to a charity of your choice. Great ideas for Lent. You know, it's very basic stuff. You might tithe a little bit more. You might um, you might consider taking on um, a fundraiser of some kind. That, that can be a nice Lenten project. You know, if there's a a cause that's near to your heart or a local charity that you want to support, then maybe consider doing some kind of a fundraiser for it in some way. It's a great idea. And, you know, for a a little bit of effort, even just doing something simple online, I see people that, you know, will collect donations for, for a charity through their Facebook page, or um, you might send up, set up a GoFundMe or something along those lines whatever. But those basic things are, are kind of like the basics of almsgiving, looking for a way to give more, especially of your time and money um, to people who need it. Um, but besides that, just looking at giving more, I like to think along these lines. And one of the things that I shared in uh, my 23 things for 2023 
is that I want to become a note card person. <laughs> and I heard from a lot of people that that idea really resonated with people. There are a lot of people who are wannabe note card people out there. And one one friend, Jennifer, shout out to Jennifer. She sent me a note card. She sent me a little note in the mail. And she was like, you said you want to be a note card person. So I thought I'd send you a note. And I wrote back to her. So that's the start of my note card, <laughs> my note card habit. But I'm going to be more faithful to that in a more deliberate way during the season of Lent. And I, I have a goal sending out two cards to people in the mail, handwritten notes, whether it's a little note of encouragement or a thank you to somebody. There are so many people that could just use a little note like that. And I'm so grateful to so many people for so many different reasons and or just letting somebody know that you're praying for them, you know, very simple. And I've got my book of stamps. I've got my little boxes of note cards and I'm fresh out of excuses. So <laughs> here we go. My goal is to send two a week. And whether I sit down and do two at once, you know, on a certain day a week or what, I don't know yet, but we'll see where that where that takes me. But maybe you want to do something like that. Handwritten thank yous are just so, so beautiful and so meaningful, especially in the world today where there are so few of those things. But even just reaching out to somebody, maybe you want to give more compliments to people. Maybe you want to give more thank yous to people. And that can be done through text. It can be done in person, verbally. But maybe you want to think about that, a different way of thinking about giving. Um, another unique way of giving, and I'm not doing this one this year, but I did it a few years back, is keeping a journal for somebody through the season of Lent. Some people have shared that they did these for their children. I, one year, uh, it's probably like four years ago now, I, I bought a little journal. It was like a pretty little journal. And I wrote a page a day, at least a page a day through the season of Lent to my husband, Dan. And it was a really great experience for me because it was like, there were some days where I just wasn't feeling it. Like, you know, maybe we weren't getting along or I was just tired and cranky or whatever. And I'm like, I don't want to write anything nice to him right now. And kind of just following through and doing it was a really great exercise for me. So I really recommend that. And then bonus, at the end, you have a beautiful Easter gift to give to somebody. So maybe you want to write to your own parents in that way or write to one of your children or write to your spouse or maybe a good girlfriend or, you know, someone in your life that you, you appreciate, that you're close with, that you could write a little note to every day. That's a beautiful beautiful way of giving. And it does take effort. Let me tell you, I'm not taking that one on this year because I feel like it might be too much. But that year that I did it, I, I was so grateful for it. And Dan was really touched by that. So, and he still has it. <laughs> it's in his drawer. I saw it. Um, so these things are really meaningful. Also, one other thing that I'm considering taking on this year, it, it comes from the an idea. I shared this in I don't remember which episode, but it was one where we were talking about growing in humility and ideas for ways to grow in humility. And this came from Mother Teresa, who had the suggestion, if you want to grow in humility, she had like a list of different things. But one of them was always volunteer for the worst job. And that really stuck with me because that isn't something I think many of us naturally do, right? If jobs are getting divvied up, we're not necessarily saying, oh, pick me, pick me for whatever the cruddiest job is, right? But what a beautiful way to grow in humility is to take on the the worst task whenever there's an opportunity to do it. And it doesn't have to be like, you know, a formal time when jobs are being divvied up. It, it might just be in your, your daily life. There's something that people avoid doing, whether it's taking out the trash or a particular job at your workplace or, you know, whatever it is, do it. 
and do it uncomplainingly. This is my goal. I'm going to be looking for more opportunities to do the thing that nobody wants to do. Um, One of them here in this house is taking the dog out at night. It's so cold. And we do like live on 10 acres here. And in the past, we would just let him out at night. But he had a run in with a porcupine. And now we're kind of worried about him being out on his own at night. He's just a little terrier. So we take him out on a leash at night. And when it's, you know, below zero, and it's late, the last thing in the world that anyone wants to do is take the dog out like before going to bed, but he needs to go out. And um, so that's, you know, one of the one of the things I'm thinking about, like, that's that kind of job. Like, it's no big deal, but it's it's a pain and it's unpleasant and people generally don't want to be the one who has to do it. I'm sure there are jobs like that in your household, in your marriage, in your family, in your workplace. Might consider, you know, just taking on one of those things or or looking for those things and just quietly and uncomplainingly doing the thing that needs to be done. That's my goal anyway. Okay, so those are my thoughts for adding prayer, fasting, and almsgiving to my Lent this year. I hope some of them have kind of encouraged you to think along those lines. Your Lent shouldn't look anything like my Lent, but I I hope that it kind of gives you ideas for different ways of looking at things, maybe a fresh perspective as you're looking at your life and deciding what, what ways God is calling you to grow closer to him this Lent, in what ways you can open yourself up more to the good work that God wants to do in your heart, the ways that he wants you to grow and change through his grace during the season of Lent. I'm going to be praying for you. I always pray for people who listen to the Girlfriends Podcast. So anytime you listen, know that you've been prayed for, but I'm going to be especially praying for our community here at Girlfriends during the season of Lent, that we will all have a fruitful season of Lent together. Coming up, we've got more of the show for you, but first we're going to take a quick break. I'm Danielle Bean, and you're listening to The Girlfriends Podcast. Am I saved? How do I develop a better prayer life? How do I trust in God? The Curious Catholic is a new series of bite-sized books from Ascension that answer these questions and more. The Curious Catholic features small books from various authors that provide busy Catholics ways to go deeper into spiritual questions. The first three titles in the series are from Father Mike Schmitz, host of the Bible in a Year podcast. Father Mike's books explore the topics of salvation, prayer, and trusting in God. To learn more about the Curious Catholic series, go to ascensionpress.com slash curiouscatholic. That's ascensionpress.com slash curiouscatholic. Okay, we're at the point in the show where I like to share a little bit of listener feedback. And this week, I heard from Allison. Allison says, Hi, Danielle. My name is Allison, and I'm a wife and mom of two young girls. I've been blessed by your podcast as a new mother, and God has always seemed to speak to me through your resources. I've read both Momnipotent and You Are Enough, and I'm always searching for more resources. I thought I'd give back to you by sharing a book I'm almost done reading that I think you and all of the girlfriends would love. It's called Searching for and Maintaining Peace by Father Jacques Philippe. It's intended for all people, but I think the message is perfect for busy moms who are constantly surrounded by noise. It's one of the books where the author seems to just be inside your head. The last section has a part about what the saints can teach us about inner peace too, and it's brilliant. Anyway, I thought I'd share. God bless you, and I'm praying for you. Hope to hear from you, although I know by listening that answering emails is not one of your favorite chores. Ha ha, Allison. Thank you, Allison. Well, I'm going to answer your email here on the podcast. I don't know if that's cheating or not, but that's what I'm going to do. And Yes, I have read this book and I'm so glad you reminded me of it because it's a great opportunity to remind everybody of this beautiful book, 
Searching for and Maintaining Peace by Father Jacques Philippe. Really life-changing stuff. I mean, I just love him so much. He is such a great author. Like you describe, it's like he's in your head. And it's so accessible. That's the word I always use when I describe his writing and his talks as well. It's just accessible. Like the, you can you can understand this stuff. It's not above your head. And he's really just speaking to people right where they are. And, you know, just kind of getting in your head, yes, and addressing all of those things in the simplest of ways. You know, I come away thinking like, so basic what he's sharing here. And yet it's kind of life-altering. And he has such a beautiful perspective and what a faith-filled um, servant of God he is. So definitely, I'm going to put a link to that in the show notes so that everybody can check it out. If you struggle with anxiety in your life, but even if you don't, because you know we all do worry about things from time to time. And ultimately, I find that all the ways that we struggle, we're just looking for peace. Like if you have financial difficulties, you just want peace. You don't even necessarily need like a certain dollar amount to, you know, to feel better about the situation. You want peace about the situation. You want to know that things are are taken care of. Or if you have health worries, you know, it doesn't mean you need a miracle cure from whatever it is that you're suffering from. You want peace about it. Peace is what we want in all situations. And it's such a beautiful book that helps you to kind of see God's perspective on these things. And Father Jacques Philippe is is such a gift. So I'm going to have that link in the show notes over at ascensionpress.com. But again, you need to subscribe to the show notes, okay? You need the show notes in your inbox every week so you don't miss these things. Send the word girlfriends to 33777. Just text that one word, girlfriends to 33777. Do it right now. I will wait for you to finish it. Okay. (laughs) Or you can hit pause here and go do it. I'm not going to be offended because I really want you to subscribe to the show notes. And it's a great way for us to stay connected. But I really love the fact that um, you're going to get those resources sent right to your inbox and you don't have to go looking for them. That way, when you're listening to the show, you know that you've got all the links and all the good stuff. So those the link to Father Jacques Philippe's book, Searching for and Maintaining Peace, is going to be in this week's show notes. Thank you for the reminder of this beautiful gift of a book, Allison. And anyone who's hearing about this for the first time, I am thrilled that Allison has given you this gift as well. If you want to send me feedback for the show, or maybe you have a question you'd like for me to take up in this section of the show, I would love to hear from you. You can email me, danielle at daniellebean.com. You can send me a voice message there. Or we can connect on Voxer. You can leave me a voice message through that fun app, Voxer. The link to connect with me on Voxer is always in the show notes over at ascensionpress.com. And that's all the time we have for today. But I do want to thank you for being here. It is such a joy to be able to connect with you here. I know you have many things going on in your world. You are a busy person. And so the fact that you take time for girlfriends means the world to me. I am so grateful for your presence here. And until next time, I hope you enjoy your day and God bless your week. Girlfriends is a collaboration between DanielleBean.com and Ascension, the leader in Catholic faith formation. 